One of the most underrated the groups shit out of, me. of all time. Slight delay, man. Wham. That was actually a, uh, that gave me a fright. Yeah. A little spooky, uh, but it's Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, easily the most underrated uh, basketball podcast duo, Matt Eichel and Jordan Flegel, here to bring you uh, into the weekend with a smile on your face, uh, or maybe pissed off, I don't really know, we don't really care, uh, but Jordan, I mean, uh, you know, you're, we're, we're both pursuing uh, you know, our own uh, fitness journeys right now, trying to, to lose some poundage uh, in the winter, uh, you know, get to get those beach bodies ready for summer, I feel like that's happened every single uh, season that we've done this. Uh, but uh, you know, how, how's your progress looking? Are you are you shredded yet? Yoked even? Uh, and also, uh, what are your opinions on the group Wham? Uh, R.I.P. to George Michael. <laughs> I mean, I, I I want Alex to get into Wham. Alex, uh, chime in. Uh, he, he'll he'll mm-hmm. know better than both of yeah. us. But no, Wham is uh, legendary. Wham I is love incredible. Wham. They do one. Of the, they do the Christmas song, right? Uh, last Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm gonna have all. I don't that know shit. if it's that one, but they, they did. They yeah. Did one well, of them. I'm. I, I'm going to queue up my, uh, you know, my, my Christmas, uh, playlist, uh, soon here, but yeah, shout out Wham. Uh-huh. Good, uh, good shout from you, Matt. But yeah, I mean, I played basketball last night. The, the, the good thing is, you know, I'm very inconsistent with going to the gym. It's hard to drag myself there, especially in the winter, but when it's basketball, mm-hmm. when you got a competitive, uh, sort of element to it, I dragged myself there. Uh, you know, it's, it's from eight, 8 PM to 10 PM basketball. Uh, that's, that used to be just like a normal evening. Now that's like I'm half asleep by that time. So it's uh, it's getting harder mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to get myself out there. But I do it. I go and uh, it's good, man. I mean, I haven't popped my rib out since the first time, which is which is good uh, after I got mm-hmm. it popped back in. Um, and uh, last night was uh, was was a good run. I did not shoot the ball particularly well, but uh, didn't lose a single game. So it didn't matter in the end. Uh, that's how it goes. Interesting. Got carried. Nope. I get it. Uh, you should no, be used no, to that no. by now. Uh, I, I, I get the competitive nature, though, man. Uh, when I go to the gym, uh, since there's literally no hoops in the area I'm living <laughs> right now, uh, I pretty much just uh, I, I believe in uh, I, I believe we both said it on this podcast. Uh, bullying yes. works. And so I just kind of uh, my competitive spirit is by avoiding being bullied by myself. Uh, so far, it hasn't worked. <laughs> I come home and I just uh, tell myself how weak I am and how shit I am. And, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend loves yeah. to hear it as well. Uh, you know, I, I got to get her to chime in on it. So it's, good. it's, uh, it's always a, a, a test of test of the human will to, to see if you can get into you know, relatively Correct. good shape. Uh, but, uh, our fitness journeys will continue, but you know, it won't continue. Jordan is Mark Cuban as the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, the, the meat, the, the, the conglomerate, the, 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 the wealthy businessman selling the Dallas Mavericks, a franchise he's owned for, uh, for, decades mm-hmm. uh for 3.6 billion uh, a cool 3.6 <laughs> billion uh to uh, a a woman named miriam adelson running uh you know she's uh, comes from a las vegas uh, sands uh casino uh background and uh, you know investing a lot of coin a lot of scratch into the mavericks uh to, to see if they can you know capitalize on the ever-growing sports gambling uh, landscape yeah. any canadians out there canadian sports betting go check oh, it out plug, uh, .ca. a little bit a little bit of a plug uh but for real, this is crazy. Uh, probably the most no- well-known uh, owner the NBA has ever seen. At least one, yeah. uh, he's got to be oh, yeah. up there, yeah. top two, if not, if not number one. Uh, and you know, lots of history through this organization. You know, kind of came in with uh, 
not much expectations. I believe he bought it for you know a couple million, and now it's worth you know ten times uh, his yep, investment yep. or a hundred times. I don't yeah, know whatever the math is, there, yeah. but uh, you know they, he he really turned things around. Obviously, drafting Dirk Nowitzki uh, really helped in that situation. But uh, Cuban always been a very active owner, always really involved in it, and uh, you know it's sad to see him go, see him walk away from uh, an organization he helped uh, turn into a kind of a, a household name uh, across the globe. So I mean. Jordan, I mean, when you look back, what do you think the uh, the legacy of Mark Cuban is going to be uh, in the next steps here? Because I believe he's also stepping down from Shark Tank. So this is uh, multiple legacies. Uh, being yeah, well, I mean, as far as I know, from what I saw, he's still going to stay on on the basketball operations side for now. We'll see how long uh, that's going to be, um, you know, uh, with without mm-hmm. having this his big ownership stake. Maybe I mean, he's getting he must be getting up there in age, you know, relative. Uh, he's got to be in his 50s, I would think, by now, I, although. Yeah, makes TikToks with yeah, your daughter. Exactly, yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, he's 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 becoming that that age where you maybe don't want to do as many things. But uh, who knows with those billionaire types, they're kind of uh, wired differently. Uh, you know, if if you believe in in such things, but uh, yeah, I mean, he I, I agree. He's been you know in our lifetime at least as fans the the most kind of high profile owner. Most of the owners in the league, even if they are 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 rich uh you know they're they're not necessarily as outspoken as him even a guy like you know steve balmer i know he was kind of a bit before our time and by far the richest owner in the nba by miles and miles and miles he's not really the same kind of personality as uh you know mark cuban has been you know always at the games i know um you know balmer's you know always in his uh front row seat and gets pretty animated but you know mark cuban has gotten into it with the refs he's he's always he's always seems Uh to be around the team um, you know, throughout his his whole tenure, uh, you know, has the reputation of putting tons of money in like the Mavericks facilities and things like that. You know, they have all these fancy shit uh, in in their locker room, and he's he's always just kind of, you know, been a been one of the most front facing owners that that this this league has had. And so yeah, it's going to be different uh, with without him, maybe as much in the mix. Uh, and uh, you know, for in in terms of his investment, not that uh, any of us, you know, give a shit really, but yeah, well, you mentioned it. I think it was two hundred mm-hmm. some million. Now he's selling it for, uh, you know, the the whatever it was three point something uh, billion. That's that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you know, good for him at the end of the day. But yeah, hopefully he sort of doesn't just sink back into the shadows. I don't really think that's his style anyway. So um, you know, I think he's he's gonna still be around and and still be. Uh, someone who, yeah, for now still has control of the basketball side of the Mavericks. And, you know, they've, they've got their, they've still got their next, uh, you know, generational piece in, in Luca. You know, they, they, it's not like they're mm-hmm. this aimlessly wandering sad franchise right now. They still got some, some upside. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how much changes, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, in, in terms of just a memorable owner from our uh, generation of, of basketball fans, Mm-hmm. He's uh he's number one uh and uh yeah think things yep. are changing too because I don't know who this fucking woman is who, who bought but she's got uh clearly a hell of a lot of money to spend but you know it's it's getting harder and and harder like these if you look at like pro sports ownership around the world it's so much of it is you know the ownership is split up by so many different groups like these teams are getting so fucking expensive that you don't get you're not really getting the singular eccentric owners as much anymore there's just so many different uh you know people who have to be involved and you know organizations like who 
Dude, too much it's just money. Too much. Uh, you don't get you know a, a, a bus family uh, you know as much anymore. Uh, so so that's another thing mm-hmm. that you know it's it's this sale kind of signals that it's uh, it's a, becoming a different landscape out there. So uh, you know we'll 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 see how it all shakes out. Uh, you know with with Mister Cuban, but uh, it w- it was a good run uh, for the guy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most definitely, and, and yeah, like you said uh, a little bit earlier there, like. It is odd to see him walk away, you know, during the season. Uh, you know, the, the, the season's just well underway now, just about a qu- almost a quarter of the way. Uh, and like you said, it's not like the Mavericks are in like a, a teardown stage where he can just kind of walk away. Like they just traded for Kyrie Irving last year. They still got him under contract. Yeah. They've got Luka Doncic, you know, just continuing to improve and, you know, kind of get into his prime. Like I, I, I think that was kind of my biggest takeaway. Like I'm not shocked like he wants to sell it again. If he has a buyer on the table that's willing to give him that much money, I mean, fuck, like uh, you'd be stupid not to, to like to pass up on something like that. Uh, especially as you said, if he's able to stay within like kind of the basketball yeah. ops there uh, with, with the team. But all in all, like it is just a like I think that again the Mavs are, if anything, just going to get more and more yeah. valuable uh, as the years yeah. go on. Especially again if they can maintain you know uh, their competitiveness and you know maybe go on a run in the. The playoffs, which is, is definitely in play when you have a guy like Luka Doncic yeah. on your team. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a businessman by any means. I, I took a couple business classes in college, <laughs> but uh, so I can tell you, Mr. Cuban, uh, you know your 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 return on investment yeah, was well, great, then, but it could have yeah. been even higher. Maybe uh, maybe take maybe maybe come to Big Dog Ball Talk uh, Accounting Agency uh-huh. and we'll uh, we'll we'll balance your books. We'll uh, we'll we'll start donating some charitable uh, organizations, <laughs> yeah. also uh, known as our our, our checkings yes. accounts. So uh, it, it, it'll all work out, and then fuck it. If you could, you guys could always use some more shooters, Jordan and I'll stand in the corner Absolutely. and we'll, we'll figure kidding? it out. Uh, give you six six fouls each a game. I mean, there'd you need. be a bit of a uh, the, the dir- me and dirtiest Luke are ones. kind of on par though, you know, in terms of skills. Every you know, basically every aspect of the whiteness. game, yeah, and whiteness too, uh, non athleticism. So that there might be a bit of an issue conflict there of a who team whose team it is. But no, you'd be good in the corner, Matt, uh, for sure. Hundred mm-hmm, percent, and then then I just pumped yeah, and drive to the rim. Uh, we'll see what happens after that. Uh, but to move on here, Jordan, uh, as we kind of uh, shift our focus from the ownerships uh, to just some of the the, the movement in the the NBA uh, within the players. Uh, Demar Derozan, obviously, we've talked about the Bulls uh, and their fire sale. Even though they're coming off a, a sweet overtime win against the Bucks last night, the season uh, around. The Bulls nice are back. A, 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 yeah, it's all about Caruso. Yeah. He's the big dog uh, on, on that squad. It turns out. Uh, but uh, Demar Derozan, uh, you know, has kind of uh, uh, rumoredly left uh, a couple of the teams that he'd be interested in being moved to potentially in a trade uh, that this season uh, if the Bulls decide to uh, finally blow it all up. And the two teams he listed, the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat, so staying within the Eastern Conference, and both very interesting options, Jordan. And uh, you know, I'm interested to hear which one you think uh, fits him best. But uh, obviously, I mean, right away. Now, the, these are two big markets, two teams that uh, are, are likely going to be, uh, you know, competing around the top of the, the Eastern Conference, have been, uh, you know, improving year after year. Uh, obviously, the Heat coming off of that finals run where they, they once again came up short, uh, and the New York Knicks, who continue to kind of evolve every single year. Uh, this one, I'm a little biased towards, and maybe you will be too, but the Miami Heat, I think, would be the coolest fit. I don't think... Personally, I don't think either of these teams would be a good fit for DeRozan, if I'm being 100% honest. 
Um, neither of these teams uh, are, are like both of them already struggle to space the floor as it is. And you got a guy like DeRozan who is really not going to fit defensively into either of these systems and is going to want to command the ball and not yeah. spread the floor. Like he'll hit one three <laughs> a game. That's great, but it's not going to do anything for any of these teams that are already struggling there. But if he's going to go to one of these two teams, I would love to see him go to the Heat. Him and Kyle Lowry reunited in 2023, Jordan. I could, I, I, I can't believe that this is potentially on yep. the table here. I, you know, I wish it was in Toronto, but uh, I, I'll take it if they go to if he goes to Miami and we see the bad boys in South Beach. Uh, I, I would love it, man. This the the bromance reblossoming. The uh, I mean, maybe that would be the piece that would finally put the Heat over the edge and uh, get them there. The power of friendship could will them. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, that's kind of like this is the. Uh... The, the lesser banana boat crew almost like Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan and Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. They've always kind of had a, a bit of yep, a, a yep. friendship back when Kyle and DeMar were on the Raptors uh, whenever Jimmy was in town or they'd go down to Chicago or wherever Jimmy was playing. Like it's clear they've all always liked each other. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're all at advanced ages now. Jimmy's obviously the most effective uh, still out of those three, but still guys with stuff left in the tank, um, you know, at least in, mm-hmm. in in the case of uh, Jimmy and Damar, Kyle is kind of up and down, but you can never count him out. He, he's like, uh, you know, the, the monster that will never die, like the Terminator. He, you know, no matter how bad he looks, he'll win you a playoff game. So, you know, seeing those three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, three of, you know, honestly, in the Eastern Conference, three of the most influential players of the last 10, 15 years, uh, it, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, the fit is a bit weird, and and as you say, it would be a bit weird with the Knicks as well. Like there, there's kind of that. I think this is the problem for the Bulls in general, uh, and why people are saying, yeah, Demar and Zach Levine might be on the trade block, but give me Caruso because Caruso can fit anywhere. Whereas uh, Zach Levine and Demar Derozan, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're just awkward fits unless you have a team already uh, sort of that can minimize their their weaknesses, uh, you know, and and so. Yeah, it, it, it's it's an awkward fit in Miami if that were to happen. But I think for a team that, you know, last year, you know, as, as the Heat went through and got all the way to the finals, it was clear they could really use another guy to go out there and get a shot other than just Jimmy uh, and, and you know, bam, uh, in, in, in the high post or on the low, low block there. Like they needed another person who could mm-hmm. dribble the ball into into their own shot kind of take the pressure off and demar can do that if uh, uh, you know if if anything demar can do that and defensively you know the heat are so solid that i think they could kind of absorb demar into their system but you mentioned it it's the shooting like mm-hmm. it's already the heat are already a team that you know even though they do have duncan robinson and tyler hero when he's good to go they're not the worst three-point shooting team uh in the world and they they heated up last year in the playoffs obviously to carry them to that deep run but Ideally, you'd like someone a little better at, at shooting the rock than than Demar because Jimmy's inconsistent there, and if you want to play them together, which I think oh, yeah, you would, yeah. it, there's there's not a lot of space left on the floor uh, because you know you've, you've you've got Bam down there in the dunker spot and c- could create some problems. But I don't know. I'm I would be more on the optimistic side, uh, it, depending on what the price is. Obviously, like to to, to get Demar, like if mm-hmm. if you could just if you're the Heat. And the proposition is, oh, if we can just add DeMar DeRozan to our team as is, you would do it obviously in a heartbeat. Like that's a guy you, you would still love to have. But I, I would like to, you know, if they're going to make a move, if the Heat were to make a move for DeMar, I would have to be giving up things that do not compromise their ability to shoot it. Like I wouldn't want to have to include Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, ideally, in this in this trade. And I don't know how you could really swing that. It would be tough to to make the money work. Yeah, so yeah. 
I, I, I think it would be interesting. It would be a weird fit, but, but yeah, if you're sort of regressing in terms of who you send out as shooters and you're bringing in DeMar and hoping, uh, you know, he can, he can help you in on that front. I think you're just, you're just lacking that shooting element that you really need in, in today's NBA. So I don't think it would quite get mm-hmm. them over the top, but, uh, you said it, the power and again, of friendship. And, and Rosen's also, he, I, I do. Yeah. And he's on, uh, and he's on the last yes, year of his yeah. contract too. So I mean, any team who's doing this, like I think that like the Knicks have a little bit more of a a, a, a longer timeline, time frame where they can kind of compete yeah. for a championship. The Heat, I feel like every year you're on borrowed time at this point. Uh, like like for the Heat, the trade that I kind of have quickly drawn up, like Demar Derozan for Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, and Jaime Jaquez. Uh, I'm not sure if you throw in a you know a, a future first round pick a couple seasons from now uh, from the heat to the bulls uh, in that one. I mean, you know, Jaime is almost essentially uh, you know, first round pick. He's actually yeah, been balling out say, lately. Uh, might have to eat, yeah. might have to eat my words. I said he was going to be a bust and uh, he's played pretty well right now. Uh, but either way, yeah, like the, the return is going to be bad, but I mean, if you're the bulls, you kind of want to sure. be bad. The only I'd problem do that is again, the bulls. you do need, you do need that. Dr- yeah. Yeah. But you do need that draft capital. If yeah. you're the bulls though, because the bulls wasted it all trying to get, Demar and to get uh, Vucevic, so I, I mean, this is not a, a a team that's totally ready to you know be bad. Also, like that's why I think these moves have taken so long, and they're going to be very precise with the way they do it because if they're going to fire sale, they've got to get capital back. So it's like this, and, and then again, they they have like no youth. They have no one on their team that really like makes you say, "Wow, okay, you know, this is the, this team's in some decent hands moving forward." Like the without DeRozan, without uh, Levine, or again, like a guy like Caruso, like this team fucking yeah. stinks. Uh, might as well be so as bad it, as possible. And they're already... I mean, I, I, unless they don't... Yeah. I, I have to actually go, look, I'm pretty sure they control their draft pick this year, but if if, if one of the, in one of those old trades they, they don't have their draft pick this year, then it's... Uh, yeah, it's they, they do have their pick this year. year. thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... But, but but like uh, if, if you do that if if you do that if you're the Heat I mean like I was saying about the uh, you know the, the the cost going back I don't think you really get that much better Demar can ball out all he wants but you know you're you're uh, now you don't have Duncan Robinson who has sort of come back around in terms of efficiency on on and three point shooting and is becoming a more complete player like his two point shot rate is 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 up this year like he's he's doing more than just standing uh-huh. on the wings and in the corner and shooting. And, and Caleb Martin, we know how uh, uh, important he was to the team last year. And then Jaime Hawke is like this good young rookie. Like, I, I don't think if you're the Heat, uh, as good as DeMar is, you even get much better in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and to look at it from the Knicks perspective a little bit here, so we're not just uh, completely focused on uh, the, the Miami Heat as well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, the, the way I look at it here, the, the mock trade I've drawn up for this one, uh, Evan Fournier, Manuel quickly in their first round pick for DeRozan. Uh, you know, get the, get a little bit of shooting. Fournier does want to be there anyways, quickly on an expiring mm-hmm. deal as well. Uh, and, you know, the Bulls get that pick. Potentially, you know, maybe they want to bring back quickly, see if they can kind of build around him. He's shown some flashes that he could be a, a, a big player uh, in the league. And, and again, like the DeRozan in MSG would oh, yeah. be electric. Like the guy still has, like he's, a, he's an old head, but he puts up some uh, highlight reel plays on a, a pretty much a nightly basis. So, I mean, he would do well there. I don't think the pressure would get to him. He's always a, a cool customer. Obviously, the playoffs, that's a different story. We've seen him struggle there uh, mightily, uh, I, I may add. Uh, but but again, he, he does take their ceiling higher. Like, there's no way to say that he doesn't. Uh, but again, I just think that if you talk about, you know, playing the Celtics, uh, playing uh, the six, 76ers, like some of these like juggernauts within the Eastern Conference, like they would be a tough out. 
but the Knicks still wouldn't be better than I don't think uh, the upper echelon, even with the Rosen. No, because uh, it, it's just uh, again you you lose a little bit of depth, and uh, you know one 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 ankle twists the wrong way, and uh, you know you're you're kind of stuck in no man's land. So I, I again, DeRozan, I get why you want to go to these places, but uh, you might want to try and uh, think of a place that uh, actually fits your talents a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, yeah, that's tough to find. I mean, I I, I do think the Knicks, uh, as you said, make more sense than the Heat for sure. I mean. Uh, I, I, we're going to talk about him a little bit here, uh, later on, but you know, Jalen Brunson, uh, having an Uh incredible season, you've got RJ Barrett actually shooting the ball fairly well this year. I think he's, he's still over 40% Uh from three. If he can keep that up, that's amazing. And, and, uh, you know, if you have a, a backcourt that that's, that's that good at, at, at shooting the ball and is at least okay. Defensively, Jalen Brunson's still mini, but RJ Barrett has kind of, you know, upped his game on that end as well, then, you know, slotting DeRozan in there mm-hmm. uh, makes enough sense for me. Um, but it's that... Randall loves to well, shoot the three, just can't that, actually hit one. That's the thing. It's like, then you have your 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 forward spots of, you know, DeRozan and, and Julius Randall. Uh, you know, it's it, it's just not a lot of outside shooting. And again, that's a, if you want to throw uh, Mitchell Robinson in there as well at, at, at the five, you've just got mm-hmm. absolutely no space. So again, you, you know... With, with that that sort of lineup construction, if if you want Randall and Robinson in that front court, which they that's that's who they like to play up there, your your guy in the small forward spot, that three spot's got to be a knockdown shooter if possible, and Demar just isn't yeah. that. So you know it, it would be interesting. I, I I would if I was gonna make a move for DeRozan, uh, if I were the Knicks, then I would sort of have already decided in my head that I'm gonna try and get rid of Julius Randle, make some other move, like, and get a four that can shoot maybe. Cause then that would mm-hmm. p- potentially shake things up. But as it stands now, um, you know, it's a little bit better, but similar to the heat is just, yeah, just be an awkward fit, unfortunately. But I do want to see DeMar get somewhere. I don't even care if it's a weird fit. I don't care. Yeah, free that man, yeah. because yeah. he hasn't played real actual legit winning basketball since Toronto. Yes. He made the playoffs, once or twice with San Antonio, but they were never a real threat. I, I would like to see him join a, you know, contender or quasi contender here because, um, be, because, you know, you, you mentioned it, he's been bad in the playoffs, uh, you know, all his career. Uh, it, it just has not looked good. But then the last few seasons, you know, a couple years ago when he went off and hit those like 18 fucking game winners, a few in the row there, uh, yeah, I would yeah. like to see if maybe he's kind of turned a corner in terms of, you know, clutch play and, and, you know, play down the stretch, you know, cause he, that, that was a, a, a weakness of his uh, that we watched all through the years in Toronto, but I, I'd like to see him in high stake mm-hmm. playoffs games again, because there was a time when people said that about Kyle Lowry, but go watch game six of 2019 finals. Tell me that guy isn't clutch. So I'd like DeMar to have that chance as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're, we're going to see if DeMar can, uh, you know, find a, a new home, a place where he can finally chase that elusive ring uh, and maybe uh, get past the conference finals for the first time in his yeah. career. But uh, as we uh, look at uh, DeRozan and move on from him, we mentioned Jalen Brunson a little bit here, uh, and we want to have a little discussion, a little debate on who's having the better superstar season. Uh, really a breakout year for uh, Jalen Brunson as well as Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Both these guys, young, exciting guards that have just caught fire this season, uh, putting up insane stat lines every single night. Tyrese Halliburton coming up with a 44-point p- uh, performance, career high there. Uh, and Jalen Brunson also, same night, uh, putting up, I believe, 40-plus 40, uh, 40 points as well. Uh, both these guys uh, are, are just 
insane. All all star locks, potentially all NBA locks, are playing so well right now uh, through the first little bit of the season. Uh, and Jordan, I, I'm gonna pose the question to you first. Who do you think is having the better superstar season so far between Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson? I think you got to go with Halley. Uh, he's, you know, taken mm-hmm. a team that does not have the same sort of pedigree uh, as as the surrounding Knicks players do when it comes to you know the the, the Pacers and and made them I think better than people expect. I mean, right now, what are the Knicks? The Knicks are eleven and seven, Pacers nine and eight. So you've got somewhat similar records, but you know the Knicks have been good the last couple of years you know they've, they've they've made it to the playoffs hey, and the, the pacers are great in the in-season they tournament are. man you got to show them some they're, respect in going to win the whole the thing. best ever to do it uh and you know that's that's undeniable mm-hmm. but you know i and yeah even though they're only one game over 500 i i think the pacers have been impressive this year they're they're uh last i checked i think they're still uh you know at the top of the league in in offense uh you know they they, they, they for the First, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quarter of the season, basically, basically up until the, this point, they, they've they've been number one, uh, and then basically uh, bottom of the league, last in the league in defense, which is you know a, a fun formula for a team that likes to get up and down the court uh, and 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 is a really mm-hmm. exciting mm-hmm. team to watch. Uh, and and you know, Tyrese has been the thing that has made that go. And and yeah, for for I just wanted to make sure they still are first in offense, 28th in defense. So, you know, th- th- this is their um uh you know, th- th- uh, uh, that's a good explainer of why they're only 9 and 8 and not more than that uh despite their uh, offensive yeah, firepower. Yeah. But no, I think Tyrese Halliburton he's, he's just been incredible and and uh, like the the efficiency he's doing everything at is probably the most impressive thing. Like he's he's now he's he's he what he has been 50 40 90, he's 50 40 88 from the free throw line now, uh, you know, so basically 50, 40, 90, if you round up 12 assists, if you round up 27 points per game, uh, it's just been un- unbelievable. And and he seems to raise his game anytime he's playing someone who uh, is, you know, uh, you, you could consider better than him. Like he's hit so many big shots at the end of games and, and the, the efficiency from the three point line has just been amazing, you know, in, in big moments as well. Uh, he looks unfazed out there and, and like, he, he like the Pacers themselves. He's got to get better on the defensive end. I think that's the next. The you know he he's shown he's maybe the best offensive guard in the league right now. Um, but you know mm-hmm. defensively mm-hmm. he does have to be a little bit better. Even though he's he's averaging a steal per game right now. Uh, you know he's he's not the he's got the size to kind of uh you know front people a little bit. But but he can definitely improve there. But offensively there's literally no uh you know weak spot that you can point to he can get to the rim uh he's shifty uh he can he can obviously he's leading the league in assists as i mentioned i mean he's he's just does a little bit of everything um and yeah super efficiently and yeah i i i don't really know what else to say he's just been absolutely incredible and yeah when you're looking at uh guards in in the eastern conference i mean the the story of the beginning of the year was was tyrese maxi now you move over you've got you know this other tyrese uh kind of taking the uh the reins a little bit as you mentioned been balling out in the in-season tournament so you know that we're going to hear more from him and the Pacers as 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 we the season continues on here um and you know he, he hasn't missed mm-hmm. any time either he's been uh you know healthy uh all through this year and he's only 23 years old that's the other in- insane thing about this is that he's not even entering the early part of his prime yet like so if he can stay healthy and keep doing this yep, yep. um and as i say kind of you know get a little bit better on that defensive end he, we could be looking at, uh, you know, the, the Eastern Conference version of uh, SGA, where you've got this guy. It's like, is is he is he in the 
fringes of the MVP conversation here. Obviously, the Pacers uh, have to get better as a team, but you know they, they've got a bunch of young talent as well. That that that's something that I think will happen naturally over time. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, as a as a young league lead guard, um, you know, there's almost no one else you'd want uh, over Tyrese. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I think you know statistically, Tyrese definitely is having the better season uh, in compared to you know J- Jalen Brunson. Uh, but you know, I'll go. I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna okay. give some love to Jalen Brunson, not just because he went he went to MSG. He decided he was yep. the big dog. He took the team right out of the the jaws of uh, of Julius Randle <laughs> and started you know drooling all over it. He loves it, uh, and, and he never let go. And that's how he's been. Like immediately, he comes in there, conducts it, and holds himself as like yep. a superstar, as a as that guy. Uh, and never look back. He's always been, uh, you know, on top of his game. He, he doesn't take any nights off. I think you'd be hard pressed uh, this season to find a, a night where you can think, man, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson's just not on tonight. Like he is consistently going out there and, and leading this team. Uh, and, and, you know, while Tyrese is doing a great job with that, again, he's not a complete player. Like you, like you said, you know, Jalen can get picked on defensively, but his defensive skill set isn't actually bad. He does move his feet well. He stays in front of the ball. Yeah, good, 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 good uh, active hands, uh, you know, when, when they're moving through the court. Uh, whereas, you know, Tyrese is pretty much a traffic uh, cone out there. People are going right by him. He doesn't care. And I think that's kind of the difference for me. It's the same thing when I'm uh, kind of deciding my MVP uh, votes here. Uh, you know, I, I, I look into winning. I look at the teams. And, uh, you know, I think the Knicks are, you know, a, a caliber above the yeah, Pacers yeah. right now. Not saying that they're more exciting, uh, you know, the, the Pacers are even have a higher ceiling than the Pacers. Uh, but right now, that's just how they're playing and that's how they're built. And, uh, you know, the, the reason that they're there is because of Jalen Brunson. And I think, you know, Tyrese can average 26 and 12 all he wants. But at the end of the day, they're not getting that many wins. Uh, you know, they, they're they're just above 500. They're doing okay. But uh, I, I really do think that Jalen Brunson is making a much bigger impact when it comes to winning uh, and make, just making those extra plays because, uh, the Pacers, essentially, their whole team is just run. Every single play is run through yep. Tyrese Halliburton. Every single play, whether it's uh, him passing it to the finish or him taking the shot, yep. driving to the rim, whatever it may be, it's all about him. Jalen Brunson is still, you know, being an effective passer, uh, you know, moving the rock, making sure guys can make that extra pass within the game plan. Uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of the James Harden. Is it the system? Yeah. Is he the system? Uh, you know, what, what, what the argument is here. But uh, I, I, I would go with Brunson on this one, though. I think that he's just uh, – He's kind of got that energy that, uh, you know, he's a captivating player to watch. And, again, he just kind of does it effortlessly. You can kind of see Halliburton is, you know, he he tries a lot harder. Uh, than ha- and, again, there's four-year uh, yeah, age yeah. gap. Uh, obviously, Brunson's a lot more polished and has that experience and that composure. And, you know, when we're talking about uh, Tyrese Halliburton four years from now, I fully expect him to be the better player than uh, Jalen Brunson is now. Uh, I'd be a little disappointed if he's yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands right now, you know, uh, I, I think Brunson, uh, again, is a guy who, uh, you know, I, I thought was going to be kind of a bust, overpaid when he got to New York and never believed in him really all that much when he was uh, riding Lucas coattails in Dallas. But, uh, you know, he's he's definitely broken out as one of the best guards in the NBA. And, uh, you know, he's, he's only getting better. And I, I really do think that uh, the Knicks are all going to, you know, the, the, their championship, uh, you know, hopes and dreams are all going to ride on uh, the shoulders of Jalen Brunson. And uh, I, I don't think that that's a bad guy to rely on. I think he's one of the more sure-handed guards in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if I, if I you know, I, I think Tyrese is I, – I do think Tyrese is having a, a, a better season individually. But, yeah, if I – needed a, mm-hmm. a a point guard to to lead my team in a playoff series yeah i, I i'd go with jalen brunson uh in a, in a heartbeat because yeah he's mm-hmm. he's just 
I've never seen uh, like a more New York Knicks type of uh, star guard. Like he, he's, he's like John Starks, uh, you know, re- reincarnated um, yep, yep. and, and probably even more talented, uh, you know, in terms of overall, you know, package uh, and, and just plays. You can't yeah, just start fighting. Uh, like, you know, he's, he, he, he's a guy who puts up numbers like a kind of finesse type superstar, but you can tell by his attitude. And as you said, you know, how he pr- approaches every game, he plays hard. Uh, he's, he's like a junkyard dog out there. Like he's kind of got, he's just the, mm-hmm. the, the perfect Nick. It's, it's, it's just a, you know, a, a match made in heaven. Um, and you could see that even the way he fought uh, last year in the playoffs, even uh, in that Miami heat series, when he was one of the only, uh, you know, Nick's actually making things happen, even though he was dealing with injuries, he was just a warrior. Like there's, there's no bad things you can say about him. And to, to, as you say, be in Dallas and it's, you know, kind of like, Oh, he's just, he's, he's a guy who averages 12 points in 2021 and then 16 points, uh, you know, playing next to Luca, mm-hmm. you know, how good can he be? Um, you know, uh, are, 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 is Luca kind of holding back what he can do as a lead guard? Boom, he goes to New York. First two years, mm-hmm. 24 points per game last year and 25 this year. Uh, you know, around six assists-ish, 6.2 last year, five and a half this year. He should probably be at like eight assists per game if Julius Randle would hit a fucking shot. Um, so, <laughs> yep, you know, that yep. that's a little bit lower than it should be. Um, and, and again, to, to that point, I mean, the Knicks should be better than they even are record-wise right now if Julius Randle could be a little bit fucking better. Mr. 40% from the field, less than mm-hmm. 30% from three on six attempts per game. Uh, you know, uh, Big dog just, of the year yeah, hangover, perhaps. He partied too hard uh, after we sent him the, mm-hmm. the award. I, I would too. Uh, but you look at, you know, Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson. Again, I'm sure, I, I think his overall field goal percentage, which uh, right now is at 47%, that's that's below what it was last year and, and the last two years before that at Dallas where he shot over 50. I think that's going to come up a little bit. But, you know, on the other hand, his three point, he's shooting 48% from three right now on seven attempts, just unreal efficiency, just hitting absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And in a variety of ways off the dribble, uh, you know, when, when, when he gets, you know, kicks kick, kick outs to him, he... he, he you know, hits, uh, knockdown shots. Like he's, he's just been, uh, you know, as you said, kind of the, the, the exact kind of leader, uh, point guard that you want for your team and is the main reason that, that, that the Knicks aren't floundering right now, uh, you know, with their quote unquote, all NBA big man, uh, getting off to a, to a pretty poor start. So, so yeah, I think, uh, again, as, as you mentioned too, very big, uh, you know, difference in age, different, different, uh, points in each of these players careers but uh the the yeah yeah this it's it's cool to even be talking about these guys i mean these are these are new guys on the scene i mean this isn't the old this isn't you know russell westbrook new kids on uh, the yeah block. new kids on the block this isn't russell westbrook derrick rose uh you know chris paul and uh you know baron davis uh this is uh you know for 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 mm-hmm. guys like us who you know watched back into you know the 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 2000s this is uh a whole new crop of, of star. And it's, it's cool to see that in the Eastern conference. Yeah. A hundred percent. Looking forward to seeing these guys play uh, high level basketball for the next uh, Maybe a playoff series. Maybe and, first uh, round to, series. Ooh. Hey, fun. I, I would love it, man. I mean, I'll, I'll have to hit the sheets and uh, have a couple dreams yeah, and see if uh, the Pacers make the Eastern conference this year. It D- didn't happen last year, but uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe if they get rid of Bob, Bob <laughs> buddy love, I don't know. Maybe that's the, 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 the that's how it'll be done. But uh, to, to move on here, it's time, Jordan. There we we mentioned it here. Talking about Julius Randle. It's time to give out the big dog. 
Big Dog of the Month. Every month we give it out to the player that exemplifies what it means to be a big dog in the NBA. Uh, you're, you're scrambling for loose balls. You're setting hard-ass hard screens. Ass. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're putting your body on the line. And, uh, you know, you're getting it done inside the paint. Uh, this month's recipient, the month of November, as we already in December. Holy shit. Bust out the advent <laughs> I calendar, did. Jordan. Actually, I got one. Uh, yep. but, uh, Last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, it's all right. I was going to get a $26 one, uh, but uh, then my, uh, my my spouse decided she was going to get the $10 uh, one. I'm like, well, fuck. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a <laughs> bastard and, you know, flexing these on you. It was a Ferrero oh, Rocher. Okay. Okay. I got a lint ah. one. Big, Ferrero Rochers are, ooh, nah, that's okay. That's not bucks. a bad one. I think little, that's what she little, got. Uh, it's probably nice the same thing. one. The fucking grocery store across my street jacks up all the fucking prices. Fuck them. Yeah, that would be it. That would be it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up going with the uh, the after eight. Okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a mature <laughs> man. I'd like to I'd like to relax. I like to really relax. Glass of uh, scotch. You're a little yeah. after eight. Wow, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, exactly. You're a little gentleman. Yeah, aren't really, you? Uh, really settle in. Like a, and, I, and I wear one of those little night yeah, yeah, yeah. those little night caps that dangles past fire? my ears. Yeah, very you're, nice. You're, you're a big dog. Yes, uh, yes. With some sophistication. Well done, man. Well done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you want to be a big dog, you got to get an advent calendar. It's uh, it's just part of the deal. But uh, the big dog of the month, month of November. Uh, this guy, another youngster in the NBA. Uh, his team hasn't had much to uh, be happy about this season, but uh, his play has uh, definitely been one of the things that they can uh, look at as a bright spot uh, on the roster. Eleven point one points per game. Or, yeah, points per game in the paint. Uh, one block per game and uh, second in the league in offensive rebounds per game. Uh, this guy's, uh, you know, he, he kind of was breaking out a little bit last year, but he's uh, really cementing himself as uh, one of the best standout centers in the game. Another second-year player, Jordan, back-to-back yep. months. Uh, looks like the uh, the young pups are really the real big dogs mm-hmm. uh, this season. Giving it to a guy who I was big on coming out of, uh, I believe yep. it was Duke, Mark <laughs> Williams. Let's Mark, Mark Williams of the Charlotte Hornets. Congratulations. You are the big dog of the month of November. Uh, and, and really, Jordan, I love watching this guy play. I really do. Uh, I know a lot of people – probably think it's fucking ridiculous how much we talk with the the the, the, the our, our classified uh, player of yes. a big dog but these old school centers they are uh, you know they're, they're the last of a dying breed and i think that we've gotten in such a small ball centric league watching these guys play is yep. electric now that they can just go in there they are these freakish giants and they just beat the yep. piss out of you uh they just do whatever they want down low uh they, they, they know the rules they're not trying to do anything crazy they're not trying to stretch the floor when they're shooting 20 yep. percent uh pascal <laughs> uh and, and they just go and they, they yam it on guys heads uh and mark williams kind of fits that to a t he's exciting plays his uh position well and uh you know i'm, I'm more than happy to to deal you know, for us to give him this yes. honor and uh, you know Hopefully, again, him and uh, Mr. Duran, uh, who was the recipient in October, I think both of them might uh, be up there for the hardware at the end of the year for Big oh, Dog of the Year. I mean, and, and yeah, these guys, so, both so young. I mean, Mark Williams, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Mark Williams sounds like a name, like someone I would work with in my office, uh, you know, like a middle-aged uh, white yep. guy. But uh, uh, we, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we love Mark. Uh, and it's, you know, uh, the, the fact that he's able to, as you mentioned his production a little bit there the fact that you know he he he, his minutes go up by almost 10 per game here from 19 last year to 27 uh you know he's 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 starting for the hornets uh you know obviously uh and uh you know all of his his metrics have just gone up his efficiency has gone up points has gone up everything's gone up which is just a great sign uh you know as a second year guy um you know he's very similar to to jalen duran as as you were just talking about there's two guys who kind of offer the same thing to you and and yes it is kind of been a, a small mm-hmm. ball league but i think with with 
with these guys coming in, like guys like Mark Williams, it's kind of changing. I mean, especially, you know, with, with Jokic and Embiid and, and, you know, even look at, you know, Porzingis, uh, every good team now has kind of a traditional big man again, which I think is good for the league. I think it's kind of shifting back. Um, and we're going to go head into an era where they're important again, uh, which, which is great. Um, and, and yeah, Mark Williams, uh, he's just the embodiment of that. You, you mentioned, you know, on the season, 4.2 offensive rebounds, uh, and then six, six defensive, you know, he's averaging a double, double 13 and a half and 10 boards. Um, uh, you mentioned she's impressive. 100%, yeah. An assist, uh, only one assist per game, but you got a steal and a block in there. Um, and super efficient, you know, as a big, big guy, like he, he him, I should say should be 65% from the field. That's like, that's like old school, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, the, 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 yep. the, the old centers of the two thousands who literally wouldn't shoot it unless it was just a layup and they were all shooting, you know, yep. Deandre Jordan Clippers type of, uh, I'm only going to dunk mm-hmm. it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's, what's good. You've got just, you know, a, a guy who can kind of duck in, get, get those rebounds, uh, go up and finish strong, super efficient sort of part of your offense, uh, and, and, and holds it down on the defensive end as well. And, and, and so, yeah, I think, uh, as you say, more more than deserving for for this month, even though uh, Charlotte's not exactly uh, lit the world world on fire here. But again, as we said, as nope, we nope. said uh, with Jalen Duran, where we were talking about him, it's like him and Cade. You've got them on either end of uh, you know the the spectrum on your team here. You can whoever you throw in in between those guys on the court, you know, as they mature and get better and develop chemistry that's that's a formula for a good team mm-hmm. same thing with mark williams and Lamelo ball i mean that's a really good point guard right. center combo young guys who can do a yeah, lot of things yeah. and if, um and so if brandon yes. miller can kind of keep playing he's been uh balling out a little bit in november as well he's getting better as uh the the, the months yep. go on i mean yeah this the, the the hornets could quickly turn into a pretty decent 100%. team uh apparently not bringing back miles bridges uh next season but they're still right. playing him this year so i don't really know what to believe <laughs> yes. uh, i think that's all fucking bullshit yeah but uh congrats, congrats mark. to mr mark williams uh mr november big dog of the month uh and to cap it all off jordan you you asked for it. You wanted to you wanted to yep. drill me. You wanted oh, to drill, wanted me to with drill some, you, Matt. Some yes. trivia, some NBA tri- NBA trivia. Uh, we haven't done this nope. all season. I don't know. It's been, been we usually only do it in the beginning of the year, and uh, we haven't done it yet. But uh, Jordan is going to hit me with uh, some hard hitting NBA uh, trivia yep. questions here, and uh, that's what we're going to do to cap this one off. Uh, you know, we've gone back and forth uh, throughout the uh, the history of this podcast in some uh, some pretty crazy NBA trivia. Uh, if you haven't gone back, uh, you know, go see our. Uh, 100 plus question uh, <laughs> trivia marathon it's insane like 40 minutes straight yeah. of trying that was tough there were some pretty obscure crazy questions in that one uh, so yeah be sure to check that one out but jordan it's your uh, it's your show man you run this one you uh, you tell me what the questions are and i'm gonna do my All best right. to answer yeah, yeah I, I, I just you know i was thinking about what to do uh for the show today and yeah I, i've missed trivia so i'm glad we can do this i've i've only put together mm-hmm. three for you because uh you know I'm, we're, we're gonna ease yeah, into right. this um but uh so just dip, just dip my toes in the exactly. trivia water. I don't want to be soaked yet. So, so here we go. Here's your first question, Matt. Um, I wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, center a question around SGA, our Canadian boy, who's fucking been absolutely nice. insane in a lot of people's shortlist for yep. for MVP or at least you know top three, top five so far mm-hmm. this year. Um, so Shay this year, I'm gonna give you his averages: thirty point six. Mm-hmm. This is through seventeen games, obviously. Thirty point six points per game. 2.3 steals per game, 6.1 assists per game, um, you know, and then some, you know, you got the shooting splits and everything. But on those three measures of 30 uh, plus points per game, two plus steals per game, 
and six plus assists per game. How many other players in NBA history did that Ooh. in their age 25 season, which is uh, Shea's season right now? Ooh, okay, and I'm going to let you guess how many players mm. and then bonus points, you know, if you get that right, if you can say who they are. Um, so at age 25 gotcha, okay. season, 30 plus points, two plus steals, six plus assists. So if I if I'm correct, they didn't start recording like steals and blocks till like the late '70s or something weird. Uh, so I'm not gonna say anybody that that's super okay. old, even though there probably is some guys that were averaging like four steals a game because they were just turning the ball. George Meekin, right. uh, but hey, he probably <laughs> would be up there. Uh, 100 100 points per game, uh, oh, yeah. if you believe me. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. The first guy that comes to mind, a guy who, you know, uh, underrated passer, you know, he didn't like to pass it a lot, but when he did, someone usually ended up scoring a great two-way guard, a, a big-time score, and 25 would probably fit this one. I uh, would have been the right, right around those uh, those championship three-peat seasons. The first one, I'm going to say Kobe Bryant uh, as my bonus uh, point, but uh, I, I, I just to go for the total, I guess, before I really jump the gun uh, that I already have, I'm going to go, there's been... 30 plus points. I'm going to go five. Five players have done it. Close, Matt. One. Only one other player. Only and one. Is it Kobe? It's not Kobe, but you're close. I'll give you. Ooh. I mean, you're not you're not getting points for this, but. Okay. Is it. So then it's. Is it AI then? No. Although he was. I think he Ooh, would just okay. missed out on the uh, on the assist portion of this. The one only other mm-hmm, player mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, you know, the, the, the true goat, the real goat, Michael Jordan. Uh, 19. And yeah, okay, 1988, 89. Yeah. Listen to his averages, 98, uh, 88, 89. When he didn't even win MVP, it went to magic. 32 mm-hmm. and a half points per game, 2.9 steals, eight assists, eight rebounds, uh, and 53% from the field. Uh, he didn't really shoot threes, yeah, but, uh, that was absolutely insane. But yeah, yeah, Shea is literally the only other player, you know, uh, to be fair, Maple to be fair, Jordan. that's only through 17 games. Michael played 81 games that year on those averages. Just absolutely crazy. But the only other player, uh, yeah. age 25, with 30-plus, 2-plus steals, and 6 assists. And I think it's the 30 points that's really hard to clear because, you know, you go back through time, mm-hmm. not many players uh, were doing that. And I bet, you know, I, I would like to think, you know, Kobe probably did have a season where he was close to that and probably cleared the assists and steals. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 30, I think I think he may have only done that once or twice. But But, yeah. That's just to demonstrate how good of a season SGA is having. Uh, only MJ. Yeah, I hope oh. he keeps it up. Uh, I hope they lose a lot of games, <laughs> but uh, I hope that he yeah, keeps you need it your, up. You need your money. Um, but uh, okay, second one. Um, so the Timberwolves. I wanted to, you know, ask something about them because they're they've been one of the mm-hmm. most surprising teams, not in terms of doing well, but to be. Uh, I know, Matt. Not, not surprising know, to listen know, to me, But man. to be number one in the Western Conference through, uh, you know, 18 games or whatever they've been, uh, that is pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, through their history, back however fucking long they've, they've been a team, they've made it out of the first round one singular time. Uh, and uh, that was 2003-2004. Uh, obviously... Mm-hmm. Led by uh, one of, uh, you know, the, the greatest power forwards ever, Kevin Garnett. But Matt, I'm going to give mm-hmm. you uh, for this um, Minnesota team in 04 who went all the way to the conference finals, lost to the Lakers. I'll give you one point for every other player you can name on this team that is not mm, KG. Okay, okay, interesting. I like it. Uh, I'm going to start it off with a guy who got some hot water not long ago. I, th- I believe Wally Zerbiak would have been kicking around Correct. for that team. One point. Okay, I'll take that one. Uh, 
I think Leitner was already gone. I don't think he was still there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 do I get? What happens if I get one wrong? How many okay, guesses how about, do I get? Are we capping out if I get one get, wrong? Two uh, strikes. You can have three. You can have three strikes. Ooh. Okay. Fucking. I'll, I'll, I'll waste one right now. Christian Leitner. Is he still kicking around? No, he was not. He was gone. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, again, I, I, a lot. They had a lot of fluctuating rosters yes. uh, over there in Minnesota uh, for the couple years there. Uh, was Sprewell Latrell still yes. there? Point number two. Okay, Latrell Sprewell. Uh, Sam Cassell was he still yep, kicking? He was second leading scorer on that team. Second yep. best player. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, now this is where it's going to get tough because those are like the those are the main guys when you think of those two thousands yeah. Timberwolves uh, that were that were on those teams with KG. Uh, everybody else, holy fuck, who could it even be on those teams? Like, uh, man, I I might even have to tap out. I'm trying to th- I'm racking my yeah, fucking be, brain there, right now trying to think tough. of who else I could even be. I can think of maybe one other guy that you might get. He's he's kind of like a he's a funny. Uh, presence in the nba um so you might be able to get him otherwise otherwise it's tough i don't know any other was other ones you know i certainly wouldn't get any other ones beyond him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what uh what about the big cat sean elliott was he is nope, he around no nope. is he still in the spurs yeah, at this I think point so or yeah wherever yeah. he was uh, so strike two one all more. right give, give me give me if you want it i, I don't even know like i've no, just just read it off because that that's all I get. I, I'm there's there's got to be one that I'm gonna hear that I'm gonna know. It's got to be one. If there's not, then I'm cool. Can I but interest if not, you in Michael Alawakandi. You remember him? <laughs> oh yeah. Then what was he? Was he not the number? Was yeah, he the number some, two overall some, pick? Number three? Something, something like that. Like crazy. That. Yeah, yeah. The seven footer uh, who uh, turned out yeah. to be a uh, bit of a bust. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, it's a bunch of fucking people. I have no idea who they are. I mean. Fred Hoiberg, uh, coach of the Bulls in uh, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. He was okay. on his team. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Gary Trent, who I'm assuming is Gary Trent Jr.'s dad. Oh, yeah, Gary um, Trent so, Sr. Yeah, he's, he's the senior. Yeah, father. He, he was on uh, He was on the really? Raptors. I didn't fucking know that. Oh, yeah. my God. See, this is this is yeah. Yeah. Uh, some obscurity here. But, yeah, other than that, I literally don't know anyone else. But all the way to the conference finals, uh, led by KG. Uh, you know, a bit of an impressive nice. uh, run for, for such a, you know, uh, not impressive team uh, on paper, at least. It's like a LeBron, LeBron know, Cavs pretty team. Much, yeah, I mean, although Sam Cassell was bad, he was he was uh, he was a bad man back back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so last one here, Matt. Other other question. I was trying to you know look around the league. The Spurs at the bottom of the Western Conference standings uh, haven't won in God knows mm-hmm. how long. Obviously, you know you've got Victor doing his thing, whatever. But we're not used to the Spurs being bad. Um, they've been around since. From from what I can tell, because they were an ABA franchise before, but I think, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. the 70s, they technically joined the NBA. So they've been around almost 50 years okay. now. I'm going to give you, again, three guesses. How many of the Spurs' years in the NBA have they finished the season with a win percentage under 500? Okay. Because... They've been one of the most uh, successful franchises for a long time. Uh, And right now the winning percentage this year is uh, 0.167, by far their worst ever. Uh, See if they can raise it. But yeah, I'll give you three guesses to get how many seasons uh, they they, they had a winning percentage by the end of the year of less than 500. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it'll probably be close to double digits, but it won't be like more than I don't. I'm going to there's no way it's over 15. 
because uh, I think they were good from like the 70s because they had the, the Iceman, George Gerben on their team. I believe Artis Gilmore came there in the twilight of his career too. Uh, obviously, through the 90s with the Admiral, uh, David Robinson, they were good. Tony Parker, David, uh, or David, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Duncan, and uh, Manu Ginobili through the 2000s, yep. they were sick. Uh, even with Aldridge and uh, when he was there, like, like they haven't had that really that many bad seasons. Most of them have come recently. First guess, right off the top of my head, I mean, it had to be bad that season to get uh, Duncan, but that was only that one year. And that was, I believe, Duncan, Rob- or, uh, Duncan, Duncan yeah. Robinson, uh, David <laughs> yeah. Robinson. Uh, went down uh, with injury early yeah. on that season, and they just shut him down so they could tank. I'm going to go with eight seasons. No. And 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 just okay. for the purposes of this, uh, we're going to include this season since they're over. Just, just so you know. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay. My next guess is that I'm going to go 13. Lucky 13. No, but... Mm. Uh, I don't, I'm going to go... I'll, I'll go with my cap then. I'm going 15 seasons. I'm going with my max. You were close each time. It's eleven, including this year. I was trying to was trying to tempt Ooh, you to go okay. in between. So I was going the wrong right? direction. You, between eight and thirteen. That's okay. Um, and this was a tough one. I mean, it's kind of random. That's still but fucking yeah. crazy. Eleven, eleven in losing seasons. Pre- I, I feel like the been... uh, like the, the the Hornets have like <laughs> like one yeah, winning exactly. season. I think they're they're approaching fifty years in the NBA. Eleven years under five hundred, and even some of those years, it's only like yeah. you know. One was forty-five. Uh, you know, three seasons here were, were forty-five. So you know, just under five hundred. Who knows? Yeah. In some of those seasons, they could have even made the playoffs. Uh, you know, which was possible I mean, back. You know, in the through the seventies. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's just insane. I think they have the record right now. Like they still might hold it. The, the best win percentage overall in the NBA like history. I think that they have the highest. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I'd be team. surprised if it was anyone else. Because yeah, and they've also just. They have the history. It's not like they're, uh, you know, a super new um, uh, expansion team or anything. They've they've been around for a hell of a long time, yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you know, not not looking good for the Spurs winning wise this year. But hey, I hope that I hope they become yeah, we'll good see. again. We'll hope see. they do. It's, uh, the league's better Correct. when the Spurs are good. But good job, Matt. Okay, so you got uh, you got three three there before striking out. So you know, three questions, three points. Not bad. I mean, I answered three questions. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're, they're not, not my, those are those are tricky yeah, ones. Though, were, I'm gonna have to come at you with some tough ones, man. They they were. Uh, I'd really, those those are some. Uh, yeah, I'd really rack my brain <laughs> for that one. But uh, next time I'll be more prepared. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this motivation, just like I said in the beginning of the podcast. Yep. Bullying works. When we get off here, I'm gonna look in the mirror, call myself <laughs> a stupid fucking idiot, uh, and maybe even headbutt something. I don't know. I gotta gotta get some frustration out now. Do. I gotta show myself that uh, I'm not I'm I'm not as good as I think I am. Uh, and. I know that you guys aren't as good as you think you are. That's why you got to follow yep. Big Dog Ball Talk. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Let us teach you the ways of the big dog. You'll uh, you'll feel a lot better. You'll you'll get more results. Women will flock to you or men, whatever you want. It's uh, just the way the big dogs do it. Uh, but get us at Big Dog Ball. So I want to hear from you. Let us know. Maybe we'll put a poll up there. I don't know. Uh, who, who, who's having the better breakout season between Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton? We want to let you uh, let you guys in on this. Uh, we want to hear you guys chime in. So uh, get us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Facebook for you, old heads. We will be back on Monday. And until then, this is Matt Eichhorn and Jordan for you. Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Fuck wet snow, man. Give me give me dry snow or nothing. I, I, I went for a, you know, we tried to go out for the podcast for a nice little uh, snowy walk. It was nice, but uh, the, the snow was wet. It disappeared as soon as it got to the ground. It kind of felt like you were being rained Classic. on. Toronto. I do not like it. But hey, at the end of the day, though, also, shout out El Nino, uh, keeping us, uh, you know, the, the winter mild so far. Uh, I'm not complaining, but if you're going to give me snow, mm-hmm. give me the real shit.
Feliz Navidad. No, I like, like it. Spanish? That's good. You're better than me, honestly. Come on, man. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, that's good. Come on. Uh, Jose Calderon. <laughs>